Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. I know that I always say that I'm excited for you to listen to an episode because I am, because obviously, uh, you know, this is my show and I get to talk to the people that I want to talk to and have the conversations that I want to have. So it makes sense that I'm excited about it. But when I tell you that this episode is unlike any episode I've recorded before, and I spent half of this episode howling with laughter, like literally cackling, like to the point where it might be a bit undignified, frankly, but I could not help it because my guest today is Bryce Isaiah, and he is the host of the Purple Pants podcast, which is a hit podcast. And he is also, like me, a former Survivor contestant, which is how he and I know each other. But when I tell you that Bryce is unlike anyone you have ever met and probably ever heard, unless you listen to his show or you saw him on Survivor, I mean, he's unbelievable. He is so, he's just so funny and he's so real and his perspective is just amazing. And he was so transparent in this episode because he really went there. We talked about his love life and the challenges of growing up as a gay black man and how some of those challenges of growing up have still carried into his love life today. And it's just, I mean, I laughed, I cried. I can't say enough good things. So I'm so excited. Without further ado, please enjoy my interview with Bryce Isaiah. Bryce Isaiah, welcome to Dear Franny Podcast. Oh! I am so excited no. to have you here. You is not more excited than I am excited <laughs> to be here because first of all, I feel like this is the us thing because I got to pick the cover of the podcast because I was voting because I was like, because <laughs> first of all, you know, I love me a good Francesca Paul, like oh. Paul. Okay. I always participate. You could go back and look through the track records. I be participating. You do always participate. I appreciate you so much, Bryce. I love it. I appreciate so you I am, so much. So are you happy? with my artwork with my cover artwork I, yeah, that's the one I picked yes I'm excited yes I was nervous because a lot of people was going with two and I'm like no I don't like two I want four but no it's amazing I love I love I love the only thing that I will be honest mm-hmm. if you know yes please you, I know you're so, honest always and I love that I'm, about I'm, you I'm always honest the only thing I do not like is that you are no longer bi-coastal oh so that is the one thing that like you now girl you just you just up and left I know, I know. Well, California, but, you know, the sunshine is just too shit, much. Listen, I just girl, couldn't. Listen. What are you doing on the East Coast still? Why don't you get your Cha-cha. butt out here? <laughs> but you, you got a closet. Do you have a, a dishwasher? I could just I, let... <laughs> You know, it's so funny that you mentioned my closet because I was like, oh, wait, did I tell him? I'm literally sitting in my closet right now. This is the uh, first episode that I'm recording in my closet because I was uh, like, you know, I have a big closet. I think the acoustics will be better. So I'm in the closet right now. Can I just tell you a secret? Yes. So I have a two bedroom apartment mm-hmm. and I the second bedroom I converted into a walk in closet just because I just, you know, want to feel like Carrie Bradshaw every time <laughs> I get dressed for work. And that's where I record my podcast at because, you know, the acoustics is so much better. So, so much yes. Better. Yeah, yes. So, yes. You know, listen, I have a dishwasher. You come oh, on yes. out here. OK, OK. We have it all. We have it all. And we have sunshine and we have mountains and we have beach and we have desert. Come on. Listen, girl, when I knock on that door, don't be like, oh. I didn't know what was happening. Because now we have proof that I was invited. Yes, it's on air. It's legit. I was like, listen, police, look, turn to the podcast. <laughs> she said it. 
Oh, my God. I adore you. Okay, so let's talk about your podcast for a minute. So the Purple Pants Podcast, and it is already a hit. I remember the first time I listened to it, I listened to your first episode, and I was, like, laughing out loud on the Amtrak. (sighs) I was on the train going from D.C. to New York, and I was like, oh, my God, just listening to your voice, it just makes me smile, and your authenticity is just amazing. So for anybody who's listening, who's like, okay, well, what is this podcast all about? How would you describe it? So I, it's so hard to describe it because it's just a mess. It's like a mess <laughs> boil up into one because I watch TV shows and you know, I like to, I feel like when I'm watching TV shows as to like when I'm listening to podcasts, I feel like it's a one-on-one connection. So I feel like I am talking about my, what I feel. I also feel like I am a openly black gay male living <laughs> in the United States of America. So I feel like I have a very unique perspective. You and do. so. Yes. You know, I tell my perspective like it is. And also, I'm just, you know, loud, crazy. But at the same time, some people mistake that for, like, ignorance. I'm very woke. Yes. I am very, you know, on point. And there's always a message to something that I'm delivering. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bunch of fun. I find that with the Purple Pants podcast um, and what I love about your platform is that you have, like, completely separated yourself from the thing that has, like, brought us together. together. <laughs> And I, that is what I am striving to do because... do we? I guess anybody who's listening to this may know this, but there are probably people who are listening to this who don't because there's some people who I'm surprised, people who follow me and they find out and they're like, what? So what, you want to tell everybody? We used to live in New York City together. <laughs> <laughs> We both played this game called Survivor, and according to how people rate us, we both did not do too well right. in the game. Right. But little <laughs> do they know, that has nothing to do with real life situations yes. and that you could be amazing off of the screen. And so that's the the issue that I have is that like, you know, for the longest time, I always felt like, I don't know what, you know, what's your talent? What's your goal? People always like, you know, when you're in school and like, you know, you're picking your major in school, they're like, you know, choose something that you're good at or like your talent or what, like, and I always was like, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I can honestly say that probably the last two years of my life, you know, I've been realizing, bitch, you are are the gift. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you realized it because that's what I was about to say when you were done talking. <laughs> and, and so like, but you know, you get uncomfortable when people tell you that because it's like, oh, you know, you feel like that's what people tell you all the time. And what I am realizing is that like, you know what, I'm being true to myself and being like this authentic because in real life, I'm not always this authentic. It's somewhat comforting to kind of like come in my closet and just spew out whatever I'm thinking but I'm learning that like living in your authenticity and you if you listen to the program podcast I don't say words right but you should kind of figure out what I mean but what <laughs> what I'm saying so I might have to like rely on you to help me with some words but <laughs> I'll do any translation if necessary but you're doing thank great you. <laughs> and so what I'm realizing is that like when I am being my 100% true self I find that I get the most feedback from yes or I get the most response and so why I was so excited to come on here because I feel like I don't carry that transparency or transparency tr- transparency in my dating life. Mm, okay, yeah, we definitely have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just feel like that maybe that's why I'm not getting the results yes. that I want. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, first but of all. I, okay. <laughs> 
Well, it's just everything you say. I'm like, I have so many things I want to say in response to everything you said. So I definitely want to get into your dating life. Okay. Before we get into your dating life, I will just tell you very quickly okay. that, so first of all, I completely relate to what you're saying about, like, when I was growing up, I was that kid. I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. Never. Mm. Adults would ask me that question. I never remember be- wanting to be anything. And I even, I asked my mom, I asked my sister, I asked my childhood best friend, because I'm like, am I just imagining this? Like, maybe I wanted to be something and I forgot. And they're like, no, you never, you never had an answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of like you, I mean, obviously Survivor, in terms of the gameplay, did not work out very well for us. Right. Which, I, at this point, I just wear as a badge of honor, and I hope that you do too. Because absolutely, they just couldn't handle us, Bryce. They, listen, and listen, and what I say when I defend you all the time, because in my mind, <laughs> I feel like we've met twice, but in my mind, I like you are like one of my BFFs because like oh. I love, I, I seriously, I love reading your articles, I love listening, like I just, just everything about you. But ch- listen, you a two time player period yes. okay so <laughs> they can say what they, listen to say what they want I them cbs the cbs checks cash all the same it's so okay true. it's so, so true you know what it's so funny so you know cbs has approached me about returning and i know you shut it down every time I, I, Girl, I follow you yes. no <laughs> and i shut it down and there's no way but the only reason mm. that i would ever play again and i won't play again i shouldn't even say because i won't never say never i won't know i don't know maybe when i'm like okay. 80 i don't Know. And it's like Survivor Geriatric Island. I might be like, this well, is my chance. But um, <laughs> real quick, if your mom is any indicator of how you will age, oh. then girl, you'll be playing at 80 because. I know. Isn't my mother wonderful? Oh. She's, first of all, she's like, you have her whole face. Oh. Like, I am just like, how do they do that? Yes, your mom's amazing. Sorry. I'm getting a fan out a little bit because we've never really, like, we've met, but we've never really, like. Yeah, we've never gotten right. to talk so, like this. Yes. So please tell me to just bright shut up because I really am like so excited. No, like, no, no. If you could see the smile <laughs> on my face. If you I can am. see the smile on mine, I'm so okay. excited. But what I was going to say, the only reason that I ever would play again is just to see the haters' heads explode mm. that I got to play a third time. That's like mm. the only reason. But then doing things out of spite is not my style. So I'm not going to do that. But there is that little petty in me that's like, if I wanted to be petty. <laughs> Well, listen, I got, listen, I I use this term, baby, girl. It's a lot of petty that lives in me, so I <laughs> encourage it because I just feel like, and again, I don't want to just make this all about Survivor, but... You were just a safe vote for them. Like, girl, you are so multifaceted. You are like, <laughs> I would encourage that if the opportunity ever came to you, I would just ask as your new friend, not <laughs> not in my head, but new friend in the podcast land, that you would consider it for the people that always feel like, and I don't know if you, when I play Survivor, I always felt like this was just a true representation of my life. Like, great opportunities come to me, but they fall short. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, <sighs> yeah, and it's like, and you just get stuck in that weird place of I should be grateful so I need to smile and do this like you know this pony and dog show but ultimately like I'm like hurting inside because it's like you know my dream was not to come out here and lose Yeah. for the people that it would inspire like myself I encourage. Oh well thank you so much but just so you know that (laughs) it's like this is how the universe works though right like we think there's this thing where like okay this is okay this showed up and you know same thing with me and Survivor I 
I I wanted to be on The Amazing Race, which is how I got on Survivor. Mm. And so when they first asked me to be on Survivor, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. That, that looks miserable. But then I was like, you know what? The universe is presenting this to me for a reason. And so I got to do it. And then I am competitive. So once I mm. said yes, then I was like, I'm going to win. Like, I'm winning this. So I went into my first season fully planning to win. So I know... <laughs> <laughs> what it's like and I, but I remember yes. also the good part of it and I think this is this 100% applies to you as well is that we were ourselves mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people who play that game and they're never they never get a chance mm-hmm. to be themselves because they're so true. busy trying to fit in and manipulate and the reason that you resonated with audiences the reason that I resonated with you know some of the audience as well no. was yes. because I mean some you know there are people who hate me but um, but the reason was because we were just really authentic and just like you're saying when you are you now that you're doing your podcast you're leaning into it you're like this is who I am this is what I care about this is how I talk all of those things like like now people are I mean you have a hit podcast you have a hit podcast and it's you talking whatever you want to talk about this is what Survivor showed Mm. you and this is because honestly yes it would have been nice to win a million dollars blah 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 but you're going to make way more than a million dollars just being yourself there are people who won Survivor that nobody can remember their name and (laughs) it's true you know it's true and you are a legend oh I like when the petty I like when the petty Franny come out (laughs) (laughs) this is no these are just facts though no okay just that is, These are okay. just facts. So getting into your dating life now. Oh, chill. Okay. So there are a lot of people that struggle with that authenticity because we have been conditioned to think mm-hmm. that we have to... First of all, we've been conditioned to think that sameness is something to aim for. True. Especially, I think especially, and I don't know, maybe you can tell me if you think this too, but I think that for in the black community, there's a lot of pressure. Mm. And I shouldn't say, I'm sure everybody is listen, who's listening in different communities is going to be like, oh, it's the same thing where I grew up or whatever. True. But I think, in my opinion, in my observation, I think that certainly there are certain communities where there's a lot of cultural pressure to conform. I think in terms of like general and white America, it feels to me like there's a little bit more freedom to just be into whatever you want to be into. And it's not that case. So do you how much do you feel like that has affected you, this kind of cultural pressure to be a certain kind of black man? Uh, a thousand percent. But let's also if you can even break it down to more a subculture, a black gay man. And that has more feminine characteristics than more masculine. And so that puts you in a whole different type of pool in a game. And so like growing up, it's funny that when we were talking earlier, like, you know, me being my true self is like what is making me so popular or however, back in the day, this is what got me teased. It got me bullied. Mm. And so like Mm -hmm. growing up, I'm the youngest of four brothers. Like my brothers used to put me in suitcases, put the suitcase, like zipper up the suitcases and throw me down the steps. (gasps) So like, yeah, like these are the things that I had to endure. So it was like ingrained in me, like growing up that like whatever it is that is you is not great. Yep. And so I can remember like in high school that like, you know, I used to like try to talk like this and like, you know, like, you know, and mm-hmm. I would put this persona on it. Like clearly looking back at it, people could read through me so easily. But, you know, then I thought I was doing something. And so I dated then and like I dated. So it, it just was like, you know, this weird. Who were so you now dating as, in high school? So, yeah. So, first of all, there's always this issue of, I, even, even when I was talking like this, 
I still was me. And people could still read that. And so, like, I, I truly believe that one of the loves of my life was, like, in high school. I won't use his name. I'll just say his name was, like, Tito's. Because that's what I'm drinking right now, from Tito's. <laughs> And so, like, I had. I wish we coordinated the cocktails. All I have is water. Dang. Oh, girl. <laughs> Listen. And see if you was if you was on this regular if you didn't switch coast I, we could have shot this live. I know. In high school I had math class with Tito's, <laughs> and first of all I I don't know whether or not if people say like you know you can tell when someone is gay or someone but I, I don't know whether or not that, that is true but there was something that I got from this person um who was definitely like at the time very heterosexual was on the football team there was something that I got from him and that like you know I just you know back in that time we had like AOL instant mm-hmm. messenger. I created a little account. So it wasn't like a catfish. So this this ain't catfish tonight. But I just created a like account that was not my account. And I just like somewhat pursued that person ultimately so we ended up meeting and then it was just like you know obviously the person like shared feelings the same feelings towards me which I knew but we just had this like down low relationship and so that probably was like the introduction of my life as because literally that was like probably this is like the person that I'm like girl girl I'm about to give you some tea I was not expecting to go here. Um, so this was the person. It's a safe space. It's a safe space. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was the person I lost my virginity to. Mm-hmm. So this is like, in my mind, I am building like, okay, this is what's normal. We maybe were what, in like ninth, 10th grade. We graduated high school. And then, you know, that person went on somewhere else. And all that time you guys were together, but on the DL. Together. And, uh, and girl, let me just also tell you this other person. So he had a girlfriend oh, at the time. Wow. And so, and mind you, this was young me, no, so don't judge no me. But like, obviously, like sh- she was like, I don't know what. What do you call when someone is like a a roost, uh, a oh, mustache, a beard, a beard. or I, yes. a beard, child, girl? This, <laughs> and so you know, back in high school, I had all of these female friends, and so like, mind you, they were like, why don't you like her? And like, mind you, she was like my arch oh, enemy. My and at that time, I did not know that I was like projecting that on her. And so to this day, I, I definitely feel bad, and I also feel bad for Tito's because like for putting him in that like predicament. Why, why do you feel bad for was, Tito's? He didn't. He didn't do anything because he didn't I want to do. What did you? I, what I felt bad for was putting him. So whatever we did, we did like mm-hmm. privately. And so what I do feel bad for is like you no know, raging war against her mm, um, it was in high school because yeah. it was misdirected and I, I, I also felt bad for him because it was like now he has to like like I just felt I just felt bad for him and her like you know just looking back on it because I can only imagine what it must have been like the ant like why why is he coming at me like why like I could just only imagine like what he would have to face it and I can sympathize with him as being someone that's confused and doesn't really know but wants to like maintain his beard know? was he really that so let me also fast forward to like two years ago me doing a Facebook search because you know sometimes yes, you just be like what course. you want you want to know of course Ciao. you want to know yes. what's what's going on what's he up to so he is now in a same sex relationship course. with somebody that is like not even a, a, a minuscule <laughs> com- to me and that was like two years ago I believe they might have even gotten oh, married wow. now wow. so let's also do a little self reflection now I also feel like was that the love of my mm. life like and now he's married okay. To someone okay. else. Okay, so first Ugh. of all, okay. this story Sorry. is the okay. plot yes. of the movie Love Simon. Did you ever see that? Did you ever see oh. that movie? Ah, yes, <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, they sorry. St- <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I've seen that they movie. Stole your, they stole your life story, but so you might want to sue someone. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but also I never thought um, about that. But um, I we cried in that movie. Did you cry? Cried. Oh, cried. It was so. I'm an emotional movie person, and, and that's another thing that people don't realize about me. Like I'm an emotional TV movie. I, I just I absorb mm-hmm. people's emotions. Yeah. I'm also a hopeless romantic, so I love like period pieces. Mm-hmm. First of all, okay. you were you were both young, you and Tito's, and. <laughs> You were not... What he was confused about was how to be true to himself true. in this world, okay? And yes, you misdirected your frustration over the situation and not being able, not having... Everyone deserves to live their lives and have their partners and be public and not have to be ashamed and not have to be hidden and not have to be secret. So the fact that you were feeling so much anger and frustration over that, it makes sense. Like, that's normal. So I don't want you to... I want you to forgive yourself and not feel bad about anything you were doing the best that you could yes you know okay and tito's by the (laughs) way he's the one who chose right he's the one who chose to have a beard he's the one who chose to have this down low relationship with you and so you shouldn't feel guilty about that everybody made their choices in the situation so there's just that okay okay but then also i don't happen to believe that there is such a thing as the one love of your life now I think that there's some people who maybe only have that experience and maybe like say you and Tito's had fallen in love and you know you guys got married and you were together obviously and maybe in that situation right you would he would have been but we have the potential for us to love people and to find new soulmates mm. and new loves of our lives is really infinite it's not that everybody's going to be that person for you but those people there's more than one so you did not miss out on anything I agree a hundred percent on that another thing I'll share about myself is that like you know I'm a recording artist I rap I just got back from I would call it a life-changing trip from South Africa I have a vision board that I just try to and, and I don't know necessarily if it's like a vision board so much of a memory board so much of a, a coupon board but I, <laughs> I, you know girl because if I see something good from CVS you know I'm gonna put it up there and so I just like for inspiration so like you know anytime I travel stick a boarding pass up there just to know that like you know you can go anywhere you want in life and yes. so I think I have like a bib from my first like 15k that I ran I have just like you know important people so it's not just a memory board or not just a vision board but I just feel like it's like my life board and so one of the things on there is like back in the day when I was in college when I discovered that I wanted to like rap and be a recording artist I have like the single cover of like a single that I recorded for my friends and so when I got back from South Africa I was like you know what I want to continue to work on music I've never put out I always put out singles. I never put out like a project. And so I want to put out like an EP. And so that's like one of the goals that I am currently working on. You know, beautiful. I love it. I'm in. And so I have recorded a song maybe like two months ago it's called a lie and it's about like a relationship that i had with like another person that is like another unhealthy relationship in my life what i when i came back from south africa i was like you know what there are like probably like four loves in my life that like stand out to me and that Mm -hmm. like you know titos is one of them and i like you know was like me i will really want to write a song about this or just like because i just know that i cannot be the only person that is like experiencing this you definitely are not 
and by the way, that's also not limited to homosexual relationships. No, for sure. Okay. Absolutely. But what I will say is that sometimes I feel like, and again, I don't mean to like ostracize anyone else because I'm sure like this topic is like so universal and I'm going to go into like another topic and I'm sure my mom is going to listen to this conversation and be mad, but I always (laughs) have to be truthful with my conversation. So I just feel like sometimes as a black gay man, I, so girl, I'm about to, girl, we about to get emotional. So just go with me. So, so I always have an issue when people ask me my age, like not that I'm embarrassed of my age because for real, for real, I feel like I look amazing um, <laughs> you so, do look amazing I don't know how old you are but you look amazing so right it you know matter. I'm in my yeah. early to mid I'm in my early to late 20s okay oh my god you're you are or, so conscious about your age or in my early 30s you know <laughs> one of the three okay <laughs> so you know piece that together and do whatever you want so <laughs> I um I, I self-reflect a lot and I like you know oh. sometimes I'm a social worker and I I deal with like abused and neglected children. And so I realized that a lot of like trauma happens when you are younger and that like it manifests itself in your life and you don't realize why. Mm -hmm. And so I am a huge proponent of self-reflecting and so I use running as my choice of reflecting like when whenever I run it's like all the issues of my life are like they come up in the air and I'm able to like move them around and I'm able to kind of like work through them and so it's just weird and I don't know like what other people's choice of some people go to therapy for that and I'm I'm open to therapy but mm-hmm. I, I am like also open to like being honest with myself and I feel like if you can be honest with yourself then girl if you can be honest with yourself then you are you're in a good you're in a real good position so yeah. I am only honest with myself when I'm running it just seems mm-hmm. that the, it, there's just like that rhythm of the pace there's the me trying to keep up there's the like the wow, me that's your like, meditation it really is and so I discovered that this is maybe like three three four years ago that like I never thought it was an issue and so like one of my friends or one of my co-workers was like you know I've been working with you for four years and I really don't know your age and what I realized was that growing up there was no positive black gay role models in my life Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the thought of turning 30 was literally a mystery to me. Yeah. I had no idea what it was supposed to be like. Right. Like, yeah, I watch these love movies and I see these Caucasian white men and I see these Caucasian women. I see these Asian men. I see these like, you know, but I don't see a successful and I'll even take it a step deeper if you really want to go that deep. Like, you know, the only like African-American older black men that I saw was like related to like HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. And so, like, think about, like, what the trauma that that does to someone. And so, Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, bitch, you are really, like, stuck on this. Like, and so what I will say is, is that, well, two things. One is that as I am in my early to late 20s or early 30s, I am realizing, (laughs) bitch, this ain't old, okay? It is not it old. is not old. It is and not old. Like, yep. I've had no one ever to tell me that. Mm. And so, like, that is, like, and there is a whole generation of, and again, I don't want to be exclusive, but I can only talk to my experience, is that there is a whole generation of us that is, like, has to be experiencing the same thing. And it's just like, yeah. wow, like, 
So wow. And yep. even I even think of that to like, you know, you know, people talk about like, you know, you have the conversation of safe sex with your parents and like, you know, mm. again, I was the youngest sibling and like, you know, my sexuality was like a point of contention in my house. Like I got teased about it. So my mom was always like my sense of comfort. My mom was always like my sense of like support. I didn't come out to my mom till I was in college and I felt like, you know, my mom did me somewhat of a disservice and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but I've never had the conversation with my mom about safe sex. You know what I mean? And I feel like mm-hmm. because in the black community, it's so taboo. Yeah. It's so like, you know, obviously my mom not wanting to bring it up with me because it's like, well, you haven't told me that you're gay. You you know what I mean? So she it's knew. just like you yeah. wonder sometimes why the rates of like HIV and AIDS are so much higher in these communities yeah. where like it's so much stigma. And yeah. so again, what I realize is as what my platform is and like, you know, what me is like literally living my truth is literally like could possibly be like saving people's lives and could possibly 100%. be like percent. And so but that's a big responsibility to take on. Mm-hmm. And so well, it is. But what you just do is live your truth. OK. OK. That's okay. your only okay. job. OK. OK. I appreciate and, that. And it will inspire other people. And that's beautiful. And that is part of the magic of you and your personality. But you just you get to live your truth. Mm. Period. OK. Period. That's all any of us can do. Actually, even today, I have this candle. Here, let me find the photo. I have this candle and I decided to take a picture of it and put it on Instagram today. And it's it's a quote from William Shakespeare. Mm. And it says, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose mm. of life is to give it away. Mm. All that is, that's just another another sign from the universe, because mm. look at the timing of this. Right. <laughs> is like all, you, all any of us can do is be ourselves and live our truth. And if everyone in the world did that, can you imagine this world? How beautiful would this world be? I will be married to Tito's with six <laughs> babies now. <laughs> No, for sure. Be honest. I've never been this open with anyone, which is why I've been so excited because I'm like, you know, fix my life, you know, or like (laughs) point me in the right direction. Because like I again and uh, I'll be honest, I don't ever really see or I don't sometimes feel like I don't know whether or not at that advice is like, can I apply it to my life? You know, I I, you can. I I live in an urban city, you know, Mm -hmm. I you know, so sometimes like and that is like my one, you know, critique of yours, but never in a negative way but just sometimes like I always feel like I have to like take your advice and then I turn my head sideways and then I'm like okay maybe I can add it to my life that way so mm-hmm. that's why I've been so like literally so what's an example of something that I've said that you're like mm, I don't know if that applies to me I mean and also to be fair just FYI I mean you know this but I do primarily work with heterosexual women so Get your coin. that is so that is <laughs> I'm so, mad. so a lot of time I am speaking specifically to that no. community but not to be exclusionary no, at all so I get tell it tell me because I, I want to hear what what you feel does no I girl listen so I just so first of all I feel like slightly shady for even bringing that up but you wanted no, you asked me to, okay okay this. okay it was when you were like asking your your questions on Facebook which you don't do as often anymore since I you have don't. your podcast it's just and so I mean I I understand yeah. it, but <laughs> also I feel like you should because I feel like I don't know. I got something out of it. So I just <laughs> so just maybe for me personally. But I remember one time it was like, you know, social media, like, you know, people are on Tinder. And I remember one of the things that you were like was like, um, what your ideal person is, we'll just give them a number value. Say they're like a 10. Okay. And and that's what you're looking for. And you were like, I don't know what the terminology that you use, but it was like be friendly Tuesday or be friendly Wednesday and knock that 10 down 
down to like a six. So maybe I, I don't know exactly what you were, you know, obviously, but. I will say probably what I was saying is and and I stand by this, which is that when it comes to dating apps, when it comes to social media, people overestimate their ability to determine who is and who isn't a good match for them. I completely agree. No, absolutely. I get it because I was like, I took that advice. But then I was like, you know, sometimes in the like gay community, it's not as simple because like there are other like determining factors of relationships and things. And also what I also feel is like such a taboo thing and even still to this day I don't even like talking about publicly in the gay community is that like you know we've got this thing tops bottoms versatile like I hate it and Mm -hmm. if I'm ever meeting someone and during our first date if someone brings that conversation up it will never be a second date and I don't know why and I don't know if it's the taboo of it all but when I reflect upon it I'm like well the person is only really trying to see whether or not if you guys are compatible But I just, to me, I just feel like in the gay community, we are always subtitled and so as like sexual beings. So I just, I hate the fact that that come. You don't want to have the sex talk on date number one. But it is important though. And so like, it's not that I disagree with it, but it is just like the maneuvering and the purpose of it. And so that Mm -hmm. to me, I feel like was like, well, I don't know if I can relate that because it's like, it's just more than appearances and a looks. But what I am realizing (laughs) in my life is, is that like, I don't know if this is the time or the season in my life for an actual companion. And that's the first time I've ever said this in my life. Mm -hmm. Normally I say it to deflect. Okay. Oh, interesting. But now you think this might actually. Now this is like the time Mm -hmm. where I'm like, well, actually I got a lot of things I'm doing. And I don't know mm-hmm. whether or not because like, you know, I don't know. My One of my favorite groups in the world is Destiny's Child. And I just feel like they have a song called Let Me Cater <laughs> to You. Because baby, this is, and that is definitely, I am a Pisces. I definitely am sensitive. Yes, I def- you guys are emotional. Yes, we are. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm like, but don't confuse emotion for weakness though. Oh no, I know. My boyfriend's a Pisces. Oh, wait, wait a minute. So here's the thing. And on my podcast, the Purple Pants Podcast, there's like a story and a story. And like, you know, so sometimes you be thinking the podcast is going one way. Then it takes a sharp left and a right. Then it goes down the one way street. <laughs> and so in my mind, because, you know, in my mind, we've been good, good girlfriends for a very long time. I, I pretty much keep my personal relationship off of social media for the most part. I feel the same way. But yeah. being that, I know exactly what it is because like there's certain people that I like stalk and there's certain people that I like <laughs> stalk, stalk on the low. I find you to be such a intriguing person. Oh, and so I just like, you know, <laughs> I may not like everything. I might not, but just believe I'd be no one when you post. And so the fact that you just said that, like there, there are like maybe within the last six months, two or three <laughs> images that are popping, are popping right into my <laughs> mind right now that I'm like, oh, I was wondering, but we weren't really, we're not really, really like, I so I would never be like, is this your man? But, well, <laughs> you know, it's funny because there's some people who, people will DM me uh, that be like, they'll be like, so who is right. this? And I'm not going to say his, you know, his name on, on the podcast, but they'll be like, but they'll like figure it out. But yeah, you know what? I think especially because of my work there are a lot of people in my industry who really use their partners as like a bit of a prop Mm -mm. and I don't even mean to say that like it's insincere or whatever but I just I don't want that to contaminate my relationship no for sure I don't 
I don't want it to ever be like, well, I'm, you know, maybe we're really pissed off at each other today, but I'm still going to put this photo up and be like, oh, I've got Mm-mm. the perfect, you know what Mm-mm. I mean? So I'm just, it's like, it just keeps everything pure just to keep that separation. And he's not a social media person. Like he doesn't put pictures of himself on his Instagram. So. So can I ask you two questions? Did you meet them when you went by Coastal? Or- I met him. So we've been together. Um, we've been together for about a year and a half, maybe a little <gasps> oh, more. So you met. Um, oh! And I, yeah, we met on the street. We mm-hmm. met walking down the street in L.A. You know, I'm a big believer that every time you leave your house, you can meet someone <sighs> special. And uh, I was living my truth, you know. So <laughs> another question. So this yes. is this is a question from my heart. Do you ever feel like or so I'm asking for a friend, and the friend's <laughs> name is Bryce Isaiah Tito's. <laughs> So not me, but did you ever feel like when you were in New York, did you feel like you were not going to meet anyone in New York? No, I didn't feel that way. No. Okay. No. Okay. I, I okay. mean, there was a time in my life where I felt that way, but I mean, frankly, I just got really good at meeting men. <laughs> so no, I didn't feel that way. Cause I would, I mean, I met guys, I mean, I did, you know, I met guys online. I met guys on the subway. I met guys in events. Like I'm, I was, I got really good at meeting men. So no. And this is also another, per- I don't know if this is the word. This is also another like testament of like how much of a proprietor I am of yours. I don't know if that's the right word. Where I'm from in Philly, we like our women a little <laughs> thick. So I, I was a fan of a thick fanny. And although I get what you mean by like how like for your health or oh whatever and like Hilarious. but I've, I know cause listen, I've been a fan. Like I'm you don't know how excited I am. And then I, I've also noticed you like scale back down uh, like you know to like you know my, sur- my survivor. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. I've got like my my. Well, I'm I'm gonna be 45 next month. And, where? And <laughs> <laughs> 45 where? I think we're gonna need you to post either a social security card or a birth certificate because I don't believe that to be accurate. It's true. It's true. And so my first Survivor season was 10 years ago, or oh I don't know, nine God. years ago. I was 35. My first Survivor season, <gasps> and I guess it was what I'm nine years ago because I'm about to be 45. But um. I remember because, you know, that season I did my cast photo in a bikini because I used to live in bikinis back then. And then I remember my second season, which was two years later, I was like, I'm not going to do a bikini anymore. And I did. (laughs) And I wore a dress. And it just after that, it was like when I turned 40, I just stopped working out. I just I don't know. I kind of I guess I had a little bit of a midlife just like, eh, I'm I'm good. Like, I don't need to. I don't, you know, I was like, I'm older now. My body's changing. It's fine. It got, I got a little bit too complacent and um, it just wasn't good for my health. So so now I'm back to my, you know, 35 year old body. You're 26 year old body, <laughs> in my opinion. But what do I know? <laughs> but, familiar with the, the, the female physique. But I'm just saying. <laughs> But anyway, I'm not trying to lose weight. This is just no, what but this is, just, my body has just defaulted back to like my natural state. That's all. When when you live a healthier life, when yeah. you like you know, no for sure. Like yeah. I, it gets addicting. I meal prep. I meal 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 prep. Like mm. I I go crazy. Like I most people meal prep for a week. I can meal prep for four months. Oh wow, yeah, that's good. I don't meal prep at all, but I should. That's a good idea. 
but I don't. <laughs> I'll give you some tips, girl. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I need to get back okay. to you. Yes. Okay, all right, so I want to talk, first of all, about the thing you said way at the beginning, which having these realizations that when you are yourself, when you are 100% Bryce, unapologetically, unfiltered, that this is when the world is like, yes, we love you. They're responding, you know? So what makes you think, and I understand, you know, given your history and the trauma of, you know, your your romantic situations when you were younger and all of that. What makes you think that it's different when it comes to dating? I don't know whether or not if it's different when it's come to dating, but I just feel like I have never really had an example mm-hmm. or people really to show me. Yeah. So I've just kind of been like going with what works. Yeah. So when you haven't had an example, and this is a really good point, and I think that there are people who are listening to this who can relate to this of like wanting to have a kind of relationship that you're just like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going on faith that this is even possible, right? Seeking out some role models, seeking out some love mentors is a really good exercise. So like there are gay black men who are in happy, committed relationships. For sure. That is a thing. And so like intentionally seeking those people out so you can just start to chip away and remind yourself like, oh, okay, it is possible. Like this isn't this story that I told myself my whole life that this is something that I can't have. That story isn't serving me anymore. I'm ready to write a new story Mm. and you know what I'm saying? And just no, start to sure. see. Because it is hard. To, it's hard to imagine something for yourself that you've never seen before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But even though you didn't have it, you didn't see that growing up there. It's out there now. No, absolutely. And what I would say is that, like, I never gave up hope. Like, I am a hopeless romantic. Like, I, I watch thousands of thousands of movies. I watch, <laughs> you know, like, I'm a period piece queen mm. where I just like, you know, I, I love to go back into like the Roman times or I love to go back to like, you know, Queen Elizabeth. The one one thing that I I did know and I do still believe in is that like love is love and I feel like when you find it or when you come across it there's no question and there's no doubt about it there might have to be a little work you might well, have to yeah, put into yes, it yes but the caveat to that yes. is that it's not saying you, you know love when you have it is absolutely yes. true but no. thinking that you know within you know the first time you see someone or the first time you meet someone if that's what you're saying then I disagree with that pretty strongly actually yes no yes okay no because <laughs> no. some people feel that way some people are like they want the lightning bolt they want the romantic comedy like I saw them across the room or you know he ran his car into me and now we're in love like mm. that's what people that's what they think oh, love no. is or that's what it's supposed I to be I want your like. insurance number first <laughs> Are you insured? Mm-mm. I'm going to have to take a photo no. of your license. If you run your car into me, I want your insurance <laughs> number. Yes. <laughs> I am a proponent of like, I don't mind putting in the work. Like, you know, I feel like I was mm-hmm. a product of a broken home. So I feel like I understand that there are ups and downs. And so I, there's not a question that like, you know, in every relationship, there's highs and lows. But I guess my question or like my not question but I just you just never know when you have that person Mm, to put mm -hmm. that amount of energy into I guess it's like you know and another one of my issues is that seems to be in my life that like the people that are most attracted to me are probably the people that I am the Mm. most not attracted to and so I can give an instance of like this one person dated for and mind you if you were to like put on the the checkboard 
you know, all of the things that you want in a person, like, you know, loyal, like, successful, like, personality. He checked all the boxes. Um, and, like, he checked mm-hmm. all the boxes that I had. And I'll just be honest. And mind you, I'm not in, like, the most physically fit shape, you know? I'm working on that. But this person was a little bit out of shape. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I just felt like that if there was not a sexual mm-hmm. attraction that it's hard for me to like connect all the dots for so everything So are you else. only attracted to men who are in great shape? I mean no okay. I'm not but I feel like there needs to be a little bit mm-hmm. of attraction. So, wait so you say you dated him or what What happened? How, how long did you how much of a chance did you give this guy? So I gave this guy I would probably say from October to maybe like March. Oh, that's a long time to date somebody you're not attracted to. Okay, well, don't do that. I mean... (laughs) So, I mean, obviously in October, we were like hot and heavy seeing each other all the time. And by March... So you were hot and heavy, heavy, so you were attracted to him. I don't want to sound like vain. (laughs) But like, you know, this person was... They like wanted to see me, so they took me out. They like, you know, I felt like they like wined and dined me. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you know, I I, I can be wined and dined. Not that... that, So you hung in there for a while. Correct. That's Mm -hmm. not what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. But when it... It came down to like the times where like we should be like and I'm not even saying like sexual but when it came down to times that we should be like intimate it came like issues because like I just I was not attracted mm-hmm. to that person so suddenly and you I had f- a headache so <laughs> So, but here's the thing about me, though. I'm honest. I felt like I was very honest with this person about the issue. Like, listen, I'm not like, you know, I could get there. Maybe if we continue like down this path. But like, if you are telling me that like, this is like the date that something has to happen, then like you can continue to move on because it won't happen. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, because I felt like I was getting to know that person as a person. I don't know. Like, I just felt like. Yeah. And what my, was his response I, to that, by the way, when you said, like, you know, he didn't really have a response to it on. I felt like he almost like brushed it over mm. as if like I wasn't serious. Okay. And then when it came down to like, I can remember like the last time that he like spent the night at my house. Like we have like these like little street fairs mm-hmm. um, where like they do like food trucks and stuff. And like, you know, some of my friends met me and like he came over and I was like introducing him to my friends. Like some of my friends knew who he was because I'm very honest. Like, you know, if you're in my core circle, I'll tell you what's going on. And I felt like this person is a great person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just felt like I was not sexually attracted to okay. him. Okay, well, you probably weren't sexually attracted to him because he clearly has confidence issues because if I were dating someone and they were like, I'm just, I mean, I'm willing to hang in here for a little while longer, but just so you know, I'm not attracted to you. So, and so maybe I didn't use those exact words, but you got the message came across. Did it right? Not? Yes. Okay. okay. So, it, it did absolutely for sure. Okay. So my point is that I mean, and I don't say this to you know. Listen, everybody, we're all on our journeys here. You know what I'm right. saying? And I wish I could say there was never a man who I was like holding out hope. <laughs> 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 Goodness, I've been through so much. But my point being that the times in my life where I was pining away for somebody who wasn't trying to be with me or who was like treating me like an option when I was like you know all about listen, him. Listen, the main course okay, right here. I was not. 
obviously I did not truly love myself and I didn't really believe I was worthy or able to have something more meaningful because if I believed that, then I would not have settled for being somebody's option. Right. It's not to criticize him. It's just like if he was my friend, I'd be like, you know what? You deserve somebody who's going to be excited to be with you. And this guy Mm. is not that. So let him go so you can find that person. But the point is that so sometimes and what you said about, you know, being attracted to guys who are maybe not the best match for you and not being attracted to guys who are good guys who are really into you. This is a very common phenomenon. This is something that happens a lot. I hear this a lot from from people. And it's like what you have to understand is that you have on a subconscious level, you are a genius. We all are. Mm. Okay, so you have a very good radar for who is going to to confirm what you believe about yourself. Mm. Okay. And so when people are, there is no, it's not a coincidence that people have dating patterns, right? Like it's not a coincidence. Like you're the common denominator. I was the common denominator in my dating pattern. Like we're, you know, we are always the common denominator. So you have to ask yourself, all right, what do I believe about myself? And what do I believe is possible for myself? Do I believe that I am truly worthy of having somebody Mm. who's crazy about me? Do I believe that I deserve that? Like, so Mm. you have to ask yourself those questions because if you start to ask those questions and really not answer from the head, but answer from Mm. the heart and see what comes up, you know, my very educated guess about that Mm. (laughs) is that you don't fully believe that it's possible for you to have a great partner. And you've essentially said as much, right, in this conversation. Who's, who's, who's (laughs) that? That was Tios, girl. So my point is that so but then and this is another thing that happens very often. It's like there's there is in your heart this desire for this connection, this desire for this intimacy, this desire for somebody who is going to show up and be all about you. Right. Because we all have that. That's just part of what makes us human. What happens and I see this, like I said, I see this all the time and I did this, too, is that you engage with these people who they're they like you. Right. And but their confidence isn't quite there. Their self-love isn't quite there. They're not a right match for you. You're not attracted to them. And then you get to say, well, I tried. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tried. (laughs) And so you're letting yourself off the hook because you're like, well, I tried. Listen, I'm just I can't help it. I'm attracted to who I'm attracted to. Right. So Mm. it's like, no, no, you tried with somebody who was not a match for you. Mm. And you knew that person wasn't a match for you. It takes courage to meet somebody Mm. and say, wow, you're a great person, but you're not a match for me. And I wish you luck and walk away. But if you want to start to work towards actually having that connection that sticks in that last, that's what it's going to take. But it's also going to take you getting really clear on, all right, do I believe that it's possible for me? Because the guys, because if you're dating anybody who's treating you with anything less than enthusiasm, respect, consistency, you know, affection. Mm. If you're dating anybody who's treating you any less than that, and I say this with love and I say this with somebody who's been there myself, it is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. So when you start to love yourself more and feel better Mm. about yourself, you're no longer attracted to anybody who isn't on the same page because it's just too, it's too energetically incompatible. I'm telling you, there was a time where I only liked guys who didn't like me. That was like the prerequisite. (laughs) That's probably the realest shit that I've ever fucking heard. I've never heard anyone else (laughs) say that before because it's, it's, girl, I wasn't expecting to go down this road with you. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, for sure. Well, I hope it's okay. But listen, but the good news is that when you start to love yourself more, and this is why when people say you can't love another person until you love yourself, mm. that's not true. We can love other people without loving ourselves, but that love is going to be inherently dysfunctional because we're going to be looking to those people to try to fill something up right. inside of us that no one else can fill. It's not possible for another person to feel that. So we're just setting ourselves up for that heartbreak and for actually validating what we believe. So even though we believe something, even when you believe something negative about yourself, even if you believe, okay, I'm unworthy of love or no one's ever going to love me, that's not a belief that you like. You're not happy about it. But subconsciously, you want to be right about what you want to believe. We all do. We want to be right about what we believe more than we want to be happy. Right. And so it's very important to understand when there's anything in your life that's going a way that you don't want it to go, Especially when you have a pattern of it happening over and over and over again, (laughs) you have to understand that that's not going to change until you start to change the underlying belief. I say this to not to I hope that, you know, the the spirit in which I'm telling you this is to encourage you to know that as you grow deeper in your Mm self-love, your whole life is going to change. Who you're Mm. attracted to is going to change. Who is attracted to you is going to change. And it doesn't mean that every person who likes you, you need to go out with, right? That's not, that's not what self-love is. You still get to have discernment and you still get to decide, right? You get to choose. But the point is that you're not going to be attracted to guys who are not all about you. And the other thing about finding people who are all about you is to have the courage to be yourself and just show up Mm. in true authenticity. Because, you know, this is like, it's a short game to be like, oh, I'm just gonna like, that's survivor, that's survivor. (laughs) You know what I mean? Survivor is showing up and just being like, I'm gonna say whatever I need to say to get along. Mm. I'm gonna manipulate people. I'm gonna smile when I think you're Mm. an idiot. I'm just gonna do all those things because I just gotta get through this little game and get to the end, right? I couldn't do it. I, I remember day two. Right. Actually, no, it wasn't day two. It was day one. I was like, in my in my head, I kept on saying, million dollars, million dollars, million dollars, because I was trying to like right. get Rational. myself. Right. And yes. then I literally said, fuck it. I don't care. It's not worth a million dollars. I can't lie. I can't not be myself, um, which was something that Survivor, that was a gift that Survivor gave me to like understand how much I knew who I was and wasn't willing to be something else, which is mm. which is a gift, honestly. But getting back to when you are sh- when you're showing up as your authentic self then you're actually going to attract the people to you who actually appreciate you for who you are it what's the point of being in a relationship with somebody who doesn't appreciate you for who and love you for who you are that's not that sounds to me like I would rather be single for the rest of my life than be in a relationship with somebody who did not know the real me and love mm. me for that for who that was. Because then you're just living. It's just a shell. It's just a mask. It's so much work. Right. It's so, you know, it's so that's not real intimacy. That's not real connection. So it's scary to show up in the world very authentically. But that's what we need to do if we want to attract the right people to us. You know, I, there's this thing that I always say because I see this a lot. What you're going through and what you're expressing, I th- trust me, there are people who are listening to this who are like, that is exactly how I feel. So just know that this is helping people, this conversation. But I see this so much, especially with like uh, dating apps, right? Dating app profiles. Because mm-hmm. I always make everybody show me their profile. And the amount of like sameness, like everybody just, it's like, 
it could be the most dynamic, amazing person, but you sh- they show me their profile and they look like everybody else because everybody, it's like nobody wants to stand out in a bad way. So they're just trying to be like the prettiest version of the same thing everybody else is doing. You know what I mean? And it's like, you just have to constantly remind yourself, this is not a volume game. You're not trying to get like as many people to like you as possible. Right. You just want that one. You're trying to get the right people to like you and they're not <sighs> going to find you if you're not showing up as you. Mm. So no one ever loved anybody like no one ever said oh I'm so in love with Bryce he's just like everyone else I've ever met <laughs> like <laughs> like that's not no one's ever gonna say that right no one ever said like we only fall in love with people because they're different than everyone else we've ever right. met you know because we see that difference we see that uniqueness so that is your gift to the world and that is your gift to yourself to show up as your authentic self mm. so I know that was a bit of a rant no I received all of it like I feel like this is what I wanted this <laughs> podcast to be about so excuse me if my energy level changes because I've never had anyone say that to me before and I feel like I don't know everything that you said I don't disagree with at all 100% like you it's not a volume game like what you said that's like that rings bells to me you are not and i feel like with you know i'm not on there but you know maybe <laughs> ketos is on you know some social media app and you know i f- like not i you know don't speak to yourself speak for Tito's. but you know Tito's is on there like you know trying to be sexy yeah. and cute like you know like why are you trying to fit this mold like be who you bitch, are be who be you are. are be yourself like no for sure because it's like you know you want to wake up in the morning and be with the person that you like you know you're not out here Oof. trying to catch a thousand people unless you were just a, a thought box you know, I know a couple of them, you know, might be the winner of Ghost Island, Wendell Holland, my best friend. Like, no, I'm just joking. But oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, you're really just fishing for one person. That's like. But at least know if you have that as the goal and just try and experiment. Like if your profile right now, you look at your profile, like show Wendell Holland, okay. your best friend. Show okay. him. Like be like, does this feel like me? Like, seriously. Like and that's good advice for everyone. It's like just like, does do you feel like this captures my personality? Do you think this does this feel authentic? authentic to me and if the answer is no switch it up and just see what happens and see like okay maybe you're going to start to attract it to Hold on, kind of let me guy. get a pen let me get a pen let me get a- <laughs> i mean you can even put in your profile like obviously like i i'm not here looking for friends but i also don't want to talk on our first date about whether we're a top or a bottom what like say that see okay now, <laughs> now you got me uptight again because i feel like ah. Oh. <laughs> Because you know what? There are going to be people who look at that. They're going to be like, next. And then people look at that and be like, word. That's uh, how I feel. I don't want to have that conversation on a first date either. See, you know what? And you know what the issue is? I feel like I'm worried about the people that are going to say next. And not worried about the people that are be like, bitch, yes. Yeah, Let's exactly. get a cocktail. <sighs> it's time to switch the focus from trying to play it safe mm-hmm. and appeal to the most people possible and really speaking your truth to the people who you want to meet. So, and the thing is and I and I say that and I actually in general I don't like people to put negative things in their profile like I want you to say what you want not what you don't want right like because again it's like focusing on what what do I want to call in don't try to like you know repel people because it just doesn't it just doesn't work it's much more effective to call in who you want or so you can even say something like you know I want to get to know you as a person before we talk about who's a top and who's a bottom ah! 
if that sounds good to you, like, I would love to have a drink. I would love to get to know you or whatever. I mean, this is off the top of my head. I I, I promise I'm better at writing dating. Yeah, I was going to say, yes, girl, um, I was going to say, that might not be the actual language I would use, but I feel the vibe that you're saying, no, for sure. You know what I mean? That's and not the, that's, just try it because you never know. I've never thought about it, like, honestly, like, and I don't want to sound all cliche, like, oh my God, girl, you changing my life. But I've, ne- <laughs> I've honestly, first of all, I've never really had this conversation with anyone before because it's like, you know, I also like hold this stigma or the standard like, you know, I was on a reality show. Like, you know, I don't really like to talk that I'm on a dating app, but bitch, I am. Or Tito sis. Yeah. Yes. I was too. And so like, yes. you know, but and this is always an always an issue of mine. And it's like, well, why not address the issue? of like the people that you talk to in your profile so that like they ain't the ones that swiping what they swipe swipe yeah. right for you Oh, yeah, my. yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, when I was, when I first went online, it was a long time ago, and um, you were probably <laughs> in diapers. And, you know, that was the early, and, early, early, and, early 20s, girl. And uh, at that time, I didn't know what I was doing, but I got really good at it, and so I crushed it online, and I, I had relationships. I had a couple of long-term relationships with people that I met online, but I got really good at it because I was, I because right. I realized, like, oh, this is what I need to do. I need to speak to the people I want, and, like, specifically, and just really like everything from your photos to what you put in your bio, just really speaking to that person, really, even if your profile is five lines long, you can still convey your personality. You in know there. what's something that like I never I, and I this might seem so basic of me, so don't judge me. I don't ever th- No judgment here. No judgment zone. That so mind you, look, let's just be clear real quick, because you know, the gay community, there's only like several apps the only app that i am on is tinder like i'm not on like grinder i'm not on jack i'm not on any of those apps because i feel like um i am a gay of a standard and i feel like (laughs) and i I don't mean to be judgy but i'm not on these apps to hook up with people so and i feel like a lot of those apps in the gay community are just strictly like now i have heard rare stories of like yes i have of like and i'm like girl why would you even want to meet like but anyway i i'm i don't judge I just know that that's not for me. Like, I feel like, you know, Tinder is like, you know, probably my safest bet. But I've never really thought about putting myself out there like that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just and although it sounds so simple, I've never really just thought of I don't know who I am. I feel like I'm almost catering to the people that I know that don't want me. Like, That's deep. It, like, you know, it's almost That's as if, like, I, I am on here to save face, to show y'all bitches I'm mm. a bad bitch. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. and I like I can honestly say, and I will be very honest with you right now, like, I am, first of all, on my Tinder photos, but I got fire. Like, but <laughs> I am, I'm not vulnerable in any of the photos that I have on Tinder right now. Mm, yeah, it's important. This I, I I mean we could talk about this all day because this is I talk I mean this well, girl, is, I'm getting my free session so listen okay <laughs> even I, I can't tell you it is so hard for people I see most of the photos that I see um are people are you know they're looking cool they're looking cute they're looking sexy they've got the background and look at this fancy location and look at my sunglasses and I'm so cute and it's all very Instagrammy right and it's like that's not this isn't Instagram if you are actually looking for a connection with somebody Mm -hmm. you need to actually have pictures of you just you your face not your friends not your all this like you your face looking into the camera no sunglasses smiling like actually like and it stands out when you see that on a dating app Mm. because there's so much sunglasses and at a distance and look at how cute i am and it's like no just just up close like this is me 
And I know that that can feel really vulnerable and scary, but you can have love and intimacy without vulnerability. So it's a good practice. It's a good warm up to start in your profile. Okay. <laughs> and just keep it going. You know, I got the notes. I, I appreciate I, it. No, I, when I told you I am being so honest and open because for, on a multitude of levels, because, you know, I want to help my friend first Isaiah Tito's out and <laughs> because I'm fangirling out because I get to talk to you. And I will also be honest if you again want me to be honest. I want to know whether or not you are the real deal. Like, you know, and and, oh, I, hey. and what I can say is. <laughs> Bitch, you are speaking to my heart right now. And, like, you're making sense. Oh, thank you. But you know what, though? It's funny because I, it's like I have friends, like, like really good friends. And they'll, like, come to, like, a workshop or something I'll do. And they'll be like, that was so good. And they're like, damn, I learned. And I'm like, why are you so surprised? What do you think I'm doing? It's just funny. So anyway, I'm not a, that's just, it's great. I'm, I'm happy that it's resonating. So for sure, <laughs> but I get, I get that a lot but, for some reason. And like what you said though, is I am being a hundred percent transparent with you though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so like, it also kind of feels good that like, I am, you know, I'm not, I'm not giving you this Bryce. You know what I mean? Like, so I am actually giving you like the real Bryce oh and you God. are actually. That voice is hilarious <laughs> and amazing. It gets text backs a lot. You know, people text their voice back a lot. But no, like, it just, I don't know. I just, my mind is all over the place. Mind you, it's like 825 in Philly and it's dark, but I feel like I need to go for a run after this mm. to, uh, to like decompress all of this. But child, I was drinking a little Tito's and I don't know if the dark... <laughs> Well, you know, yes. be safe. Don't, 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 you know, be safe. Maybe like, I don't know, run yeah. in place. <laughs> Do some jumping jacks. Man, I was about to say that, some jumping jacks. <laughs> um, but I'm so glad this resonated with you. So this is, I'm really, I very much enjoyed this conversation. This is definitely Wait, is it ending? Cause one, of my, to end, one of my, one of my just Okay, okay. Just make it your girl because I got my pen out. You're like, I have more questions. So you and, you and I can continue our conversation for sure Offline, but I want to just for the show. There's, I tend to ask. I don't ask all of my guests this question, but I okay. mean to. I just don't always remember because this is a podcast about love, and mm-hmm. we have been talking about that. I wonder if you had a megaphone, which you do because you have a big platform on your hit podcast, oh. Purple Pants <laughs> Podcast. Um, hey. If you could send the world any message about love, mm. what would that message be? You just put me on a spot like this. Um, it's okay. You can do it. You're good at this. <laughs> one thing about love, I feel like that resonates for me. I feel that, oh, I don't know what I want to say. There's like four things that come to my mind. Okay. Um, is that, you can say all four. Okay. One is that <laughs> like, you know, I always like, I feel like this is what I get from my mom. It's like, you know, the old school, like, you. I don't know why this is coming to my mind, but like do unto others as you would like to be treated. And so I don't know whether or not how that resonates so much in love but I just feel like you know sometimes I reverse that and it's like do to yourself how you would like to be treated so oh, I, I just feel like you know That's in me so I feel like on a sliding scale of like you know I've come from a broken home I am an openly black gay male like you know there aren't like that many great things that you know more now recently yes but like you know me coming up but I always just felt like I 
feel and still believe that like there is love and like you know I just feel like this podcast and talking to you tonight has reassured me that the more you pour into yourself do unto others but treat yourself like the other so do to yourself what you want others to do to you and love into yourself and pour into yourself and that like mm. you never know what the outcome might be interesting that's deep <laughs> and I also feel like you know people always say like I would be okay if I was by myself but you know like mm. I feel like if you truly believe that notion that you would be okay by yourself yep you wouldn't be by yourself and I am somebody that's by myself and I, <laughs> and I say it but I don't know whether or not I 100% believe it. And I just feel like this podcast and talking to you, girl, it's like really like you can quote me earlier on in this message on in this podcast. I did say where I am at in my life right now. I don't know if a relationship would be the best thing for me. I know that I want it, but I, I feel like for whatever stage in my life that I am right now that like I feel like I need to do work on myself. I need to like self-discovery and girl in my early to mid to late 20s. Like here I am doing like self-discovery. This is the time. This is when it starts. This is what this is growing up, figuring all this stuff out. So you're right on time. Uh, I agree. But I just sometimes feel like we like and me, I'm on this heterosexual timeline. Mm. And I just like, you know, and I just I have to remember like, bitch, throw that fucking timeline yeah, out. Like that's out, that. Yeah. This is not your life. There ain't nothing to you. But everybody I- needs to throw the timeline out. I mean, I mean, there is a reality of like women. If you want to have a baby, there is realities. But like this mm. timeline, this timeline of when they were supposed to have it all figured out and we're supposed to be married and all this, that's led to a lot of unhappiness, sure. divorce and unfulfilling relationships because b- people are so busy focusing on trying to get into a relationship. They're not even getting clear on who they are, what they want, what they need, how to be themselves. And, you know, you, you talk about doing unto others. And that that also goes back to what we were talking about in terms mm. of being authentic because you want to date somebody who's showing you their representative for six months Mm. you know like or do you want somebody who you actually know who they are right (laughs) 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 oh girl you ain't gotta do me like that oh That's some real shit right there. So, that, now so, that's a t-shirt. So is related. It is t- it's completely related to love. And, and then it's related in your relationship. You know, how are you showing up for your partner? How are you how are you loving them? And then the other thing you said that is so true and so deep, which is like, you know, love is a feeling, abs- absolutely, but it's mm. also a verb. It's an action, right? So tr- self-love is not just feeling like so in love with yourself all the time, but it's it's a decision to treat mm. yourself with love. And that can be the hardest thing especially when you're not feeling it. We can talk about this more offline. I, I'm always talking about self-love and I did an episode about uh, the show about self-love and, you know, I've talked about this a lot, but, you know, I, I go through this whole self-love check-in with my clients and I do it for myself too because I break self-love down into five elements. Self-compassion, self-worth, self-validation, self-care, and self-gratitude. And the check-in is going through each one of those and just, it's, it's using the challenges of your life to go deeper, right? So asking yourself that question am i being compassionate towards myself that's an act of love to be compassionate we're all deserving of compassion right so you need to start by giving that to yourself no matter what you're struggling with can i be compassionate towards myself right now because you deserve that right do i and then you move on do i feel worthy of having this thing that i want right and if the answer is anything less than hell yes 
then the question is, well, if I did believe I was worthy, then what would I do? Mm. What action would I take, right? And then you can choose to commit to taking that action, even though it doesn't feel like the thing that you want to do, right? Mm. <laughs> because it's it's just a way of reprogramming yourself to be like, all right, if I just treat myself with enough love for long enough, one day you're going to wake up and the feelings will have caught mm. up with the action. So no. it's a decision oh. to love yourself, yes. right? It's a decision to be able to validate yourself and give yourself credit for what you've done and for what you do and what you're trying to do. It doesn't matter that it's not perfect. Doesn't ma- none of, there is no perfection. None of us is perfect, right? So that's step three, checking in. Am I able to give myself credit? We're credit is due? Am I able to accept validation from others? Or do I deflect it? Do I make them wrong? Do I, you know, just try to make it into a joke? A joke. Oh, God. Put it back on them. Right? Oh. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> and then self-care. Self-care is asking yourself, okay, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel in this situation? How do I want to feel on mm. this love journey? How do I want to feel in my life? And then what are the actions that I can take to support that feeling? And self-care are all those actions, drawing boundaries with people, mm. you know, going mm. to bed early, going for a run, whatever, getting having drinking more water, whatever it is that you need to do to support that feeling, that's self-care. And then the last step, step five, is self-gratitude. And that's when you get to a place where you can say, all right, what can what about myself and the person that I get to be like really seeing yourself and the beauty that you are as a gift and a blessing and what about yourself Mm. can you celebrate right now and you put Mm. all those things together you have my self-love formula and trademark pending (laughs) (laughs) and that's like you know it's an act it's an action it's taking that action over and over and over again and you know by doing that you grow deeper in your self-love and when you grow deeper in your self-love it makes everything in life so much easier and it does make being by yourself fine you're fine i'm fine i listen i i don't think that my relationship is ending anytime soon but if that were to happen i would be heartbroken and i would have to mourn that and i'd have to you know recalibrate like oh wow my life has taken a different turn than i thought but i know that i would be okay in the end i know that i would be like it's not going to ruin my life it would be really sad it would really suck but i know that i would be able to go on because i know that i have cultivated within myself the resiliency and the love for myself that i'm not going to let heartbreak derail me mm. and stop me from having more love in my life and more joy in my life so but it's a process i'm a lot older than you um, girl <laughs> I, the numbers say it. The looks when, don't. But the numbers, when I guess. I, when I was in my early to mid to late 20s <laughs> slash early 30s, <laughs> you know, it was it was a different story. But, you know, it's, it's we can, this life thing, as long as we keep growing. Right. Then it's all good. It's all good. It's only a problem when we stay stuck and we mm. don't grow and we don't change. That's when mm. frustration happens. That's when bitterness happens. But, you know, you have a growth mindset and having a growth mindset guarantees that you're going to have a good life. Thank you. So you got this. Uh, this was like, I just have to say, I mean, I guess this is the point where we somewhat in like the exceeding my expectations, like oh. far beyond. But I just feel like it ties back into what you were saying is that like I was like 100% like and even like because we got on this line and it wasn't but 2.3 seconds before you was like, okay, Bryce, I'm going to press record. But (laughs) (laughs) the one thing that I said to you was that like, you know, you asked me if anything was off limits. I'm like, no, like I like what? Why would I come on? Why would I come on to your podcast and tell you that like you because I just feel like. 
I I don't know, but I just feel like I was a hundred percent transparent with you, which and I probably had, so yes. Much. And I, I feel like granted. I got so I feel like I'm the winner here. I got so much oh. <laughs> homework out of this that is what I've wanted. And sometimes you just like you know like you want to like checks and balances and I just feel like this is like exactly what I needed to hear for where I'm at in my life right now and I just feel like you know I'd like to come back sometime and oh, maybe you it, know absolutely. If, if you have me I, I will got, have you anytime I'd be I mean, happy to have you back I don't know if Bryce Isaiah Titos is available I can't speak for him <laughs> but you know, I oh. think he would, he would be, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, I am so, I appreciate you so much. And I'm so excited for you and all the good things that are happening for you and that are going to continue to happen mm. just more and more and more. And the more you can just shine your one of a kind Bryce mm. light out into this world, the more good things are going to happen, the more people you're going to inspire. I mean, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. I 100% believe that. And I will make this promise to you that I will, from this moment forward, make a honest effort to continue to live more authentically than I was living before we recorded this podcast. So that is like, that's my promise to you. Wow. That's because your I promise feel, to yourself. I mean, no, you're right. You're, but you, you see how you see how bitches like to deflect. Okay. <laughs> because if I fail, then I could be like, see that bitch, she ain't know what she was talking about. Okay, girl, call me out. Call me out. I love it. Because um, that really was that was my self-deflecting and not even knowing it. Mm-hmm. But like and, and trying to be real. But no, seriously, like from this moment on, I will a hundred percent put effort into being more authentic in my life. Oh, I, I I can't even, I feel so happy and so moved to hear you say that. I just, oh, I just wish you were here so I could just give you the biggest <laughs> hug. Well, girl, if you was in New York, it could have been possible. so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, oh thank my you. gosh. Oh, but I did, that's what I'm just being, I'm just being honest and authentic and I'm being in a moment and that's just like, I just feel like that's what I owe you because I, like, although this is a podcast, girl, I feel like you just gave me a life session oh. and I appreciate it because it wasn't like, it wasn't no, it wasn't no Bravo million dollar matchmaker. Like, bitch, you, you was like, you're talking real shit. And like, you know, I felt like I questioned you a little bit because I'm like, well, girl, I feel like, you know, it doesn't really communicate to the, the gay black community. And, you know, I feel like you, you, you pushed back and I have nothing to say to it. Like, you know, because like you, you pushed back in the areas of my life that like, you know, that are absolutely true and then like that's the the thank you that I can give you is to continue to be more authentic to myself how about that listen I will take it I'm I'm so happy I'm happy for you I'm happy for me I'm happy for the world thank you so much Bryce thank you I anytime you want to come back you just let okay. me know well listen uh, girl I don't know if I need to fast forward or rewind to the beginning of the episode girl but you didn't offer up your dishwasher at somewhere that I could sleep so you may or may not be seeing me pretty soon oh my goodness okay thank so get them you, forks Bryce. and them it's plates the four, I got forks I got plates I got a dishwasher it's, it's all yours <laughs> thank you all thank right you. honey thank you so much of course
And there you have it, my conversation with Bryce. And I told you he's amazing. And that, I mean, I laughed, I laughed, I laughed, I laughed. But then at the end, I I got emotional. I mean, it was a real journey, a really beautiful journey. Thank you so much for listening. If you have not already, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe, rate, review it. Thank you for your reviews. Those of you who've taken the time to write a review, I see you, I appreciate you. Thank you for those of you who've reached out to me on social media. I'm at Dear Franny on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. And the podcast is at Dear Franny Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And hearing from you really makes my day. So thank you for your encouragement. And thank you for listening. Wherever you are in the world, I do not take for granted that you are spending some of your precious time with me. So thank you. Have a beautiful day. And until next time.